All right, hey guys. So I know this recording is out early, but um, Thanksgiving's next week. I'm going to be out of town. I'm still going to be working some, really, to develop this message. But um, I, I don't know what your guys' schedule is, and I want to give you a little bit of a preview. So if you can give me some feedback ahead of time, I think it'll be better um, than waiting till the end of next week just for the sake of um, working on this message for two Sundays from now. But um, so the first week we talked about the strong community um, makes us stronger. The second week we're going to talk about a strong community makes us wiser. The third week, um, we're going to say a strong community um, allows our, basically, I don't know how to phrase this, but a strong community allows us to share with people. And I want to set it up with a story from Grayson. Uh, Grayson talked to me a few years ago about um, being really successful in business, being really successful in his job, doing a lot of things really, really well, and getting to a place where he realized I could travel anywhere in the world, I could do just about anything I wanted, but if I did it, I'd be experiencing it by myself. I don't have anybody that I'd really be experiencing it with. And it um, was kind of groundbreaking for him or earth-shattering for him because it it just became a point where he looked and went, this is not what I want for myself. I'm not trying to just accumulate wealth for the sake of having wealth. I'm not trying to just accumulate success or influence um, for the sake of having it, but I want people to share it with. I want somebody to go through life with. And it's not just a spouse, but it's friends too. And so um, the passage I'm going to teach is what we've been studying with Ecclesiastes 4. So Ecclesiastes 4... um, talks about a man who acquires all this stuff and has nobody to share it with and how it's a problem and he realizes it's just meaningless to acquire it for the sake of acquiring it but that it's meant to be shared and experienced together that togetherness enriches our experience and that's really what I'm going to focus on uh, in the third and last week of our rooted series so I'll tell the rooted story um, about the trees I'll tell um, Grayson's story somewhere in there. I'll probably intro with Grayson's story, or I might close with Grayson's story because I think it's powerful enough, and I'll talk to him to get some more details there. Um, but the the other thing I'm thinking about leaning into is what we see um, from Jesus, that Jesus had people that he surrounded himself with that he could mentor, that he could encourage, that he could um, spend time with. People that Um, would fight alongside him. The other person I could go with is like Paul because Paul had Barnabas or Paul had John Mark. Like there were people who worked alongside him in ministry who were able to like encourage him and strengthen him and all of those things. Like the idea wasn't uh, that he did everything on his own, but that he had people alongside him. And I want to lean into in the third message, the value of having people that you spend life with. And I want to give some really practical examples. Um, Like I have a friend who is in College Park. He's a pastor. Um, He ministers to a lot of people at the University of Maryland. And one of the things that he does and his wife does is she just says, hey, I'm headed to the grocery store. Do you want to go with me? And she'll give a ride to a college student to the grocery store, but they spend time together. And she's learning more. Like that college student is learning how to do life better or do life, move life forward from just spending time with somebody. I do this with DeAndre. I spend time with DeAndre, I text him, I hang out with him. Um, Part of it, because it's my job to minister to him, part of it because I enjoy spending time with DeAndre, but part of it because I wanna help him see what it's like to be a husband and to be a father and to have boundaries and and all of those things. And I can tell him about it or I can show it to him and and showing it to him I think is just more effective. Um, Another way that I do this is hunting. So a lot of people ask me about hunting. 
Um, we got in a whole discussion last night in my small group about hunting. And it's about different things I do. But one of the things I love doing is not just going hunting myself, but like on Friday this week, I'm taking a friend of mine hunting. He's never been hunting before except one time last week with me. Um, he, he loved it. He gave me a really bad analogy, but he said, it's all I can think about. I want to, I want to have the experience of going deer hunting and being successful. And, uh, and so we're going Friday to a farm that he's found that he's worked out the deal with the person. Um, and we're going out there and I'm hoping I can take him to shoot a deer because it's not even about me. Like Friday isn't, if I shoot something, I'm never going to be holding the crossbow. Friday is about, can I put Josh, who's never experienced this before, on it so that he can experience it well. I know this winter I'm taking uh, Steve and his son duck hunting because I told him about it last year and he said, that sounds fun. And his 14-year-old said, that sounds awesome. I'd love to go. And I don't know if he's going to complain because of how cold it is or if he's going to enjoy it. But either way, I feel privileged to give somebody a new experience that they've never had before. And it enriches, at the end of the day, here's the whole point of this message. When I take them, it enriches my experience. Does it change it? Absolutely. I'm shooting less, they're shooting more. But at the end of the day, it makes the experience fuller. It makes the experience better because I get to see the joy on the face of somebody else. And so um, I want to try and tell that story. I want to try and lean into those things. Um, I, I was thinking about talking about Jesus because he doesn't need us he didn't need the disciples to distribute the food. He could have multiplied five loaves and two fish and had it be a potluck if he wanted. But he he leverages the disciples because he wants them to experience something for themselves. He wants them to be part of the experience. And uh, so that's the passage I'm really thinking about. Secondary, I could go with Paul and Barnabas or the friends that, that like Priscilla and Aquila, like the, the people that Paul had around him in ministry. I could go with, like, Elijah and Elisha. I mean, I could do a lot of, like, friendship stuff. I could go look at David and Jonathan. But I, I think at the end of the day, that, that story with Jesus, that he doesn't need to do it because as successful men and women, we don't necessarily need somebody to follow us around. It, it, it doesn't always, uh, it's not always necessary. But it does leave a legacy, and it does enrich our experience. And that's what um, one of the values of a strong community is, is that we have people to share it with. And so hopefully that helps. Hopefully that makes sense. Let me know your thoughts and um, I will see you guys soon.